0: Hey, it's me, Matt Nelson. I know most of you are expecting the beginning of episode number 73, but I'm hacking into the show to bring you a pre-show announcement. There's been a little bit of a continuity problem over the last year. This episode, for instance, was recorded back in October, Uh, so it's referencing the beginning of the school year, which now it's not, but... I think you can look past that. The bigger problem is that I have a couple shows after this that are already done that were recorded with people from the HR Expo 2014 in New York City. And my problem is I'm right now on my way to the 2015 HR Expo in Chicago where I'm going to interview another four or so more vendors. So I just wanted to let you know that there are going to be three more episodes after this great episodes. And then we're going to have some more from the show floor. I know it's been a while since I've done something from the show, show floor of the HR expo, but this year it's going to come true. All right. I just wanted to give you that reality check. So now getting your way back machine, for the beginning of the school year. And let's start with episode number 73. Let's cut to the show. The HVAC 360, episode number 73. HVAC and the BSME. Welcome back, everybody. This is your long-lost host, Matt Nelson, back behind the mic for another turn of things. Hey, I have been gone for uh, a little bit. Uh, some of you have noticed, some of you haven't. If you have have noticed and stuck around, well, I greatly appreciate that. Uh, I've been busy. Um, as you can imagine, most of us are. Since this is not my full-time job, I am just trying my best to get information out to you, and this time... Since it is back-to-school time, and I my abode, my uh, studio, is a little bit quieter than it has been for the majority of the summer, I thought I'd talk to you for a little bit and explain to you mm, what the BSME has to do with the HVAC. And what I mean by that, the BSME, uh, if I'm not talking to code to you, it's the Bachelor of Science for Mechanical Engineering. You go to college for a... BSME in mechanical engineering, so I wanted to explain exactly what I use from all those courses that I took as an HVAC person, uh, whether it be a designer, commissioner, uh, what have you. What did I learn in college that I can, or university, depending on where you're living? Uh, hello, Canadians. Uh, what I learned that applies to you know what I do now, so. But first, I want to—I uh, uh, had a some feedback left on iTunes. You can do that if you didn't know already. Uh, go to iTunes, leave me a review, uh, some feedback, a rating, what have you. It's greatly appreciated. Those who do, I give a shout out. This one going to Humble HG, uh, who is uh, you know aspiring to move from the residential market to the commercial market. Hey, good luck to you on that. Um, as with anything, and this relates to the the you know the learning and and uh, you know what humble HG is trying to do. It, it's if you're not trying to better yourself and progress, then you are falling further and further behind. There's no such thing in life as just standing still. If you think you're standing still, then you're actually going backwards. So uh, just put that in your mindset. Um, one thing I will add before I start to get going, uh, I did see an interesting video. Um, with some compelling facts that I will post on the blog, uh, that I will post in the newsletter that I send out. And it really had to do with developing the entire kind of host of things. People say, hey, you know what? You need to co- you go to college to get a great job, education. That's all we need to churn out is more college graduates. When in fact, we need to... Get skilled labor. We need to get contractors that are in it, not just for the money, but in it because, hey, it's a great career, um, and they can do some great things and some great good for the community that they work in. Uh, A lot of times I see contractors, younger contractors out there, whether they be apprentices or not, but they're really living paycheck to paycheck. But it's really the focus, um, not paycheck to paycheck, but they're living... They're working as a paycheck, not as a career. This is what I can do. This is who I am. It doesn't become part of them. But it really is something that uh, you know is very important. Uh, it was a fascinating video, it, not too long. So I'm going to post it, take a look at it, if you will. Uh, I think you'll learn at least something. It'll give you a different perspective, if nothing else. So want to start off a little bit in talking about engineering. Why did I want to become an engineer? Well, I guess two factors. One, I like to take things apart apart, and see how they worked. When I was younger, I wasn't very good at putting things back together. Much better nowadays. And also a, uh, a TV show that some of you may or may not know called This Old House. Um, in, you know, Home and Garden TV. This was kind of the originator back on, in public television days. Um, but it really, you know, Norm Abrams, you know Bob Vila... Those guys, they really got me interested in construction. And, I mean, this was the first time that, at least, you know, as far as I knew, that it was, you know, it was real. It wasn't some sort of glossed-over kind of uh, thing that, you know, it's like the Brady Bunch where the dad's the architect. Uh, That really doesn't count. Um, This was the first show that was really about construction and about the different ways that you could do it and how you could solve problems with construction. I thought that was fascinating. And, you know, I wanted to go into kind of that sort of vein. Um, also, you know, I was a big Star Trek fan, so I liked the, the engineering aspect of space travel. And, you know, truth be told, I actually went into school to become a rocket science, rocket scientist, so to speak, rocket engineer. Um, but, you know, it, it. I realized it dawned on me, you know, junior year that... It probably isn't the most marketable, uh, you know, marketable career or mar- marketable major that I could actually get. Um, the mechanical engineering, by coincidence, is is just kind of a half step away from a rocket scientist, and it's extremely marketable. The mechanical engineering degree could take you just about anywhere, um, and you know, again, depending on what university you go to, that uh, you may be steered towards manufacturing. Um, you may realize, and, and, and I certainly was, was part of this group, that HVAC wasn't really even, yeah, I didn't even know it existed until I kind of rediscovered it during a job interview, which, you know, was great serendipity for me. But, you know, it was one of those things that they really didn't even acknowledge in the university setting, which I found surprising. You know why wouldn't you kind of expose your, you know, students to at least the possibility that hey, this exists, so that's why I'm here as a mechanical engineer. So I kind of want to get through a little bit of what what the coursework was and uh, you know things like that. So, in generally speaking, when you you know you're talking about freshman, sophomore, junior. Senior year, it kind of breaks down like this where the freshman year, you go in there and you don't know exactly what you want to be doing for the, you know, for a major. Uh, so they give everybody a common coursework. And typically, this, this is pretty much, you know, typical across most colleges, universities. Um, and you learn some of the basics, you know, kind of get acclimated to living away from home and things like that. Um, but that's what freshman year is about getting the basics under your belt. Sophomore year, now it becomes a little bit harder. These are the kind of the more, I would say, advanced basic courses, but they're, they're the, the 200 level courses. You know, you take the 100 level courses, that you're, that's your freshman year. Now you're in sophomore year where you're taking some of the more advanced uh, basic courses, uh, if you're catching my drift. Um, and basically, I mean, they're advanced, but they're not specialized specifically towards a major. So, and that's what I, that's what I, in essence, mean. Then you get into your, uh, and usually the sophomore year, that's when you know, okay, I got what it takes to become an engineer or maybe something else is better suited towards me. Junior year, you get into your specific major. You get some of the entry-level courses in your specific major. And then senior year, you get into labs. You get into the uh, senior projects, capstone projects, whatever you want to call it. Um, And that's where, uh, you know takes you to graduation. So, specifically, you know, I talk about, you know, different types of, um, you know, kind of go through some of the courses in general. I did some review of, of and they're generally the same. I guess the, the one thing going from university to university, uh, you will notice is that in the larger universities, you're going to have a wider choice of courses. Uh, smaller universities are only going to have, you know, you know, a few electives. Not that it's bad; it's just something that you may realize. Specifically, if you're looking for HVAC courses, you may not find them in the standard university offering. You may have to go to a larger school or a school that specializes in uh, kind of an architectural engineering sort of program. So. Here's some of the courses coursework as I br- broke them down. I broke them down by subject, not by year. And I'll kind of just tell you a little bit of what, what applies to the HVAC industry in general. I guess the first one right off the bat is English. You're going to take some English courses um, about technical writing, uh, presentations, things like that, communication skills. These are vital. Vital courses. It's not a big component um, and the one thing you will notice as I kind of trickle down through some of these different other subjects is that a lot of these are not exclusive to the university. I mean, you could take uh, a number of, uh, you know, technical writing courses online or at a community college uh, or or wherever and get just as much out of it. So it's not specific to the university. Again, this is not rocket science. This is just something that that kind of, you know... Helps you give some understanding of what you know. If you're if you're going into engineering and you don't know, hey, here's what it is. If you're somebody who didn't go to college and wants to know exactly what these courses mean, there you go. Uh, you got to be able to write technically. You got to be able to you know, understand. You know, hey, you're not going to use acronyms. You know, the CFM, the uh, GPM, all those acronyms when you're talking to somebody who's non technical who's somebody who's in administration who's in the on, on the owner's level um they're not going to understand that um so you want to be able to necessarily structure yours uh in a a uh, an order that makes sense that doesn't use acronyms that you know that they can understand if you're talking technical you know something that's very to the point you don't want to kind of um, you know, be too wordy or things like that. But I mean, it's it just, this communication skills is vitally component, a vital, a vital component to what we do as designers. That's essentially, you know, that's it. It goes from our mind to the paper and into the contractor's mind. They have to be able to interpret that, or we need to communicate to the contractor directly um, through RFIs or, you know, uh, things like that, requests for information. So, that was the English component. Now is math. Obviously, as engineers, you do a lot of math. Uh, I remember it being said that mechanical engineers take more and ma- more math than anybody else except for math majors. Whether that's true or not, I'm not going to debate that. But all I know is I took a lot of courses in mathematics. Uh, did I need everything I took? Probably not. We're talking differential calculus, integral calculus, multivector analysis. Again, things that you can learn. You don't have to go to university for it. But things that you can learn on your own, again, it's good to understand the problem-solving methodology and the process that goes along with it. Uh, so but mathematics, again, not rocket science here. we know it. Um, if you are going to go into more of manufacturing, uh, you may may need to know uh, about integral and differential calculus. That might be used on a regular basis. One thing, I guess, the one component or the one area that we touch, um, or at least that I touch most, that has something to do with this is the uh, PID loops. Uh, as far as control loops goes, they use uh, you know the pr- proportional, integral, um, you know, differential analysis as far as how quickly to react to a signal. So those components are all used. But, you know, there again, it's kind of numbers. You play with it, you kind of see the the feedback to it, and you can kind of tune those in um, to what you're doing. But again, you understand the the concept behind it. That'll get you a long way. You don't necessarily have to, you know, or solve fundamental problems. You you don't need to get into our hardcore. Computers, obviously, computers, you take computer courses, computers are all around us. I guess the two components are uh, that you really uh, deal with, and again, you'll see some some, some of the more manufacturing bent to this, is that you need a programming language. Typically, you're going to take a programming language, and that's good for, you know, if you're going to program CNC machines or, you know, computer-controlled machines that machine parts in manufacturing, that's when you use kind of a, a programming language to be able to do that. Uh, To understand the fundamentals. Also, when you're dealing with uh, controls for building automation, the programming language, understanding logic step by step. Here's how it works. Here's how it can break. Here's how I can fix it. Things like that. That's very valuable. Um, You know, again, you kind of understood and were taught logic and you did some programming, but you weren't, it wasn't exactly what we're using now. It's just kind of you know a one-on-one level to compare to you know what they use for for Siemens or Johnson or, or whatever temperature controls that you're using. They all use something something slightly different, but they all have common commonalities. They all have something in common. So com- that you know the computer programming language is is very valuable uh, to what we're doing. Computer aided drafting. You know if you're just getting into the industry, obviously Revit, BIM, things like that. That can really kind of help accelerate your career if you know that and you can do that well um, do you learn that in college mm not really um, even the on the architectural side there's a big you know a big debate on how much should be focused on actual like learning a uh, computer pack computer drafting package you know you'll learn you know, because it's so hard to predict exactly what employer is going to be using, you know, which, you know, what employer is going to be using what package. So just being familiar with, okay, this is how things get drawn is a very valuable skill, kind of the organizational uh, part of it. Um, That's where you also, you might have some graphics like hand drafting. Kind of things, and maybe it's not necessarily hand drafting like lettering or lettering techniques. Maybe it's just sort of like an isometric or a perspective view on here's how you kind of uh, show something uh, in a three dimensional sense and to get it to look uh, correct. Um, That's a very valuable skill. Again, it's about organization, it's about perception, it's really about communicating. That's that's where you get the communication between what's in your head, put it on the paper, and be able to. convey that to the contractor or in this case uh, the teacher so those are kind of the computer skills and the graphics skills that 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 you use you know, on a regular on a regular basis um, you get into physics uh, there's a couple courses on physics that you typically take uh, a basic physics that talks about uh, mechanics oscillation waves things like that uh, a, a very valuable course when you're dealing with uh, electrical components um, and understanding that uh, understanding motors, uh, things of that nature. Um, then you get into advanced physics, with deal with electromagnetism and light. Um, this is what I typically refer to as kind of like the Star Trek physics, um, where you deal with relatively relativity and quantum physics. Does it apply so much? Mm, maybe not. The electromagnetism that that does, um, and it's very you know, it's very useful. But again, could it be shortened up for what we need? You know, our purposes. Absolutely. Um, the next we have, uh, you will deal with material science. Um, this is about materials and the different properties and, and, and you know, how they function um, kind of in, in, in different stress uh, situations. You'll typically, you'll, you know, I, I link this one with a lot of the civil engineering where you have your statics uh, your, your, uh, you know, free body diagrams, loads, friction, uh, stresses and strains, beam deflection, buckling, things like that, that, um, I, I kind of put those two together because it's all about the material and what the material can do and can't do and how you can test that and how you do the calculations on the numbers. Um, again, do we do it all the time? Not really. Uh, hardly ever. Um, you know, if I'm building a bridge in my backyard, uh, over a crick, all right, fine. I might use some fundamental you know statics in that um, obviously, knowing some basics helps, but all in all, not a lot of application again it's all about problem solving uh, identifying the key pieces that you need to solve for and not worrying about the rest of it. You can kind of and sometimes it's about. Taking a complicated situation, simplifying it to a, something that you can solve, instead of trying to get bogged down into solving a, a, a super, a, you know, super complicated problem. You know, a lot of it with these courses are just about that: identify the problem, solve it. You know, show your work, make it legible. You know, again, communication. You see that all over the place. Now, as far as there's some, you know, electrical that you deal with, um, again, these, very useful, especially in controls, but again, you know, circuits, electronics, analog, digital, these are, you know, very valuable skills. Just the understanding of it, you'll see it all over the place, whether you're mechanical or electrical, you'll see it in what we do, and you'll be able to understand and read and um, interpret certain wiring diagrams and, and understand, okay, this is what it is. Um, there's also a circuit's lab, which is very helpful. Uh, a lot of times, and, and the same goes through with, with with chemistry, the same you know you'll you'll typically you'll have a a learning course, but then you'll have it backed up by a lab course, which is it's, you know, with anything in life, I mean, think about anything. You need to know how to do it and you need to know how to practice that to reinforce it. Um, those are two vital components to kind of really knowing what you're doing. You know, that's why it's so valuable to you know get out in the field as a designer. You'd be able to put it on a drawing, but until you actually get it, see it installed, there's some certain, certain things that don't really click. But once you get that application or even, you know, trying to, uh, you know, bang some sheet metal together. Getting that knowledge, getting that hands-on experience, it's invaluable. You, you really get some great perspective. Um, I mentioned chemistry. Again, um, not extremely a- applicable, but when you think about things like reactions and, and combustion and, and, and thermodynamic chemical reactions, those are some of the things that you need to be aware of. Uh, do you need to know all the nuts and bolts? No. But do you need to know enough? Yes. It helps you out. You know, the combustion process, being able to understand that, hey, you know what? You take a fuel, you add air, you burn it, you get energy, you get, you know, a product's combustion, and you get water at the other end. Understanding that basic concept and that everything has a has a certain proportion is very valuable, and that if you get the proportions wrong, that affects what comes out on the other side of the equation. You put too much, you know, air, you get this happening. Too little air, you know, and you get something else. So understanding that there is some, you know, something you know to learn there is very valuable. Um, again, you know, refrigerants. It's important in refrigerants. It's important in combustion. Uh, things like that. Again, most of the stuff that you learn in chemistry at the university is not, it's not apples to apples. You kind of have to absorb it, understand it, and then apply it to what you're really doing in the HVAC field. Uh, Now that you come, you know, once, I mean, that in essence is maybe your freshman, uh, sophomore, and a little bit of your junior year. And then you get into the, the engineering core, you know, here's where you get your your meat and potatoes. You get your thermodynamics. You get your fluid dynamic, your fluid mechanics. You get your heat transfer. Uh, you get your labs. Um, you know, here you're going to understand. Um, you know, a lot of different things about how to solve problems. Um, you know, again, it's it's not necessary. It's about simplifying what you see to get it to something that's understandable and solvable. And then going from there, Um, you know, engineering, like I've said before, engineering is applied science in essence, science. You can play with science all day, but if it never gets out in the real world to actually work, then it's meaningless. So engineering is taking science, seeing if it actually works in the real world. And if it doesn't, um, hey, let's figure out why it doesn't. And, you know, you give it back to the scientists and they kind of mull around uh, with it. A little bit, but the engineering core—that's those are your 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 biggies. Um, You know, doing the the heat transfer, uh, you know, fluid mechanics and thermodynamics. If you you were to take those three courses, um, that's pretty much, you know, what you you know grasp onto, and you know, go into uh, uh, with HVAC. Um, Another thing that I I I think I I skipped over was some of the social sciences. Um, you talk about the economics, macroeconomics, microeconomics, engineering economics. When you talk about uh, payback and return on investment, ROI, those are some of the things that are very valuable. Um, and, you know, especially when you're dealing with contracting or if you're in the business end of what we do here in the HVAC, those uh, engineering economics are are great, um, very valuable. Again, that's a skill. Uh, some of the other things in, in some of the labs, you might actually work with uh, a team member or a group of team members and working in a group is very valuable. Um, that gives you some skills down the road that uh, allow you to um, you know, work, better in a, work better in a team, whether it be the project team, whether it be, you know, with a contractor, just being able to solve some problems and, and, and get that interaction and work on your communication kind of in a, in a, a low stress environment. You know, I'll use air quotes there, low stress. Not that, you know, the college isn't stressful, but, you know, when money's on the line, you know, a lot of money's on the line, then the stress goes up exponentially. So I guess, again, kind of to to recap, um, you know, you have some fundamentals. You have some labs. You learn to apply those things. Um, A lot of the courses, you know, you can use You know, you don't, I guess you can use, you can learn somewhere else aside from the university. Different universities of different sizes have different things to offer. They all have a different set of skills. Not to say that smaller universities aren't great. Ultimately, it comes down to the teaching staff. But if you like variety, if you're looking for something, you know, in particular, you may look at a certain course or whatever or what have you so that was kind of the, the the rundown of what i learned in my coursework at the university in applying it to hvac um uh, uh, you know as a commissioning authority i feel it my obligation to uh, to to pause here and reflect now and give you some of my lessons learned uh, from college. And I have about four of them. So the first thing is grit. You know, it's it's very important that you develop grit. Grit, in my mind, it's perseverance. You're going to have failures in your life. You're going to be, you know, put down, pounded on, just, you know, beat up, you need to be able to pick yourself up and go on. It's going to happen to everybody. And it's not the fact that it happens or how it happens or the scope that it happens. It's how you react to it, how you interpret it. And developing grit is a, a, a great uh, ally, a great skill that you can develop in what you do. Um, studying, studying is another lesson. Lesson learned. Uh, there's some some people that you know could go through a college course and who are brilliant and who would you know absolutely absorb everything. Um, but ultimately, it's about studying. It's about getting focus and maintaining focus for extended periods of time. It's about sitting down and studying and. Analyzing something and kind of mulling it over, there's no quick shortcuts to to learning. And studying is a component of that. Studying is like, how am I going to learn this? Okay, let's break it down. Are there components? Are there similar ways? You know, if you if you talk if you talk to um, or if you've ever run into uh, Tim Ferriss with the uh, the four hour whatever work day work week, um, you know. Uh, there's a very concise way, um, he, you know, the, the Pareto Principle, the 80-20 Pareto Principle, where most of the stuff that you need to know is, you know, very, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a small nugget. And once you've mastered that, then you can go on from there or move on to learning something else. But it's about knowing how to study and using that time wisely and not wasting it. Um, asking questions. Another valuable thing, you know, I mean, I talk about communication a lot, but asking questions, you know, you, you, you know um, that a lot of times if you don't ask the question and you finish the assignment and you realize, you know what, I answered the wrong question or I didn't get it, understand, ask questions, figure out exactly where you're going so that when you finish you know that you're at the end. You know, you, there's, there's times in, 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 in college where I'd go through and, you know, I'd be doing something only to get to the end and go, you know what? That wasn't what the goal was. That was something completely different. And that is is disheartening. Again, it's, it's knowing how to study. But asking questions, <laughs> you know, you, this is not a vacuum. This is, this is not, you're not alone. You are in a, a learning university setting. Um, you know, even, you know, when you're out at, you know, at work, there are people around that know things, that can help you uh, solve problems, that, that have some experiences that they can share with you. Um, so don't ever stop asking questions. Um, again, you could end up in some place where you don't want to be. You could end up with a problem on your project because you didn't ask enough questions. I've seen that happen many, many times. And the last thing is getting over obstacles. Understanding that there are going to be things that are in your way and that you have to figure out a way to get around them. You know, it, it kind of goes back to grit. You cannot give up. You need to get around it. You need to think about it. You need to think about, okay, What am I going to do now? What am I going to do now? Ask yourself. This is kind of the internal asking questions. Again, hey, part of that might be asking other people. Some of that might be sitting and thinking a while. But again, there are going to be obstacles. You need to deal with them. That is a valuable skill. All right. Well, I've come to the end here, and I appreciate you listening um if you want to get more involved in what we're doing here uh you can sign up for my newsletter i know it's not exactly uh i put out on a regular basis but those are some of the things that if i'm going to communicate with you that's how i'm going to do it obviously this is a one-way sort of medium and that email uh, getting on the newsletter list um that is the only way that uh i'm going to be able to communicate with you um I'll be able to send noti- notices and things like that if I see something special coming up. Also, one thing I'm working on now um, is a, a reading list. Um just a, a short way to kind of get caught up on all the uh magazines that you may or may not excuse me, that you may or may not be reading, that you may not may not have time to read. So that would be sent out to my my newsletter list. Where do you find that? You go to the blog www.com buildingx.co. It's right there on the front page. Um, Again, not giving away addresses or anything like that. I just, I'm doing that. So it's my way to communicate with you, my community. So if you like this episode, um, you can give me some feedback, Matt at buildingx.co, or uh, you can pass it on if you really like it. Uh, I'd appreciate that. We're trying to grow the audience as, as large as it can. Um, we're in an age of ever increasing learning. So it's it's critically important that uh you know share knowledge with, with others. Uh if you'd like, again, give me some uh feedback on iTunes. I always love that. Um thank you again, humble HG. And email, Twitter, LinkedIn. You can uh get me on any one of those if you want. Uh connect with me on LinkedIn. I like to do that. So I guess that's what I, in a nutshell, I learned in college that applies to HVAC. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And remember, know what you build and share what you know.